In today's episode, we're going to be talking about digitizing your business. Enjoy. Welcome to the Age of Jeremy. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. I'm the founder and CEO of Q Consolidated Limited. We focus on investing and creating businesses in media and entertainment, finance, investing, and insurance, education and e-learning, art, music, and the humanities, earth and human sustainability and achievements, and earth and space exploration and transportation. Our current businesses include 3T Warrior Academy, Q Financial, Age of Radio, and Merlin, to name a few. You can find me on all socials at Age of Jeremy, except on X, it's at Age of Jeremy Q. And on Facebook, it is Cesar Jeremy Quintanilla. There are links in the episode description. If you're new to this podcast, this is all about the trials and tribulations I go through to build my business empire. And I hope you pick some wisdom up along the way. I also have guests that share their trials and tribulations, becoming content creators and the adventures they have gone through to become entrepreneurs. If you want to see Coach JV's financial blueprint, there is a link in my link tree in the episode description. It's a warrior's guide to financial freedom, absolutely free. Please also join my Q Consolidated channel in my Age of Jeremy Instagram account. I provide extra insight on the things that I have gone on in business or I have going on in business and in my life. Hopefully, you will find some wisdom in there as well. It's free to join. Also, make sure to check out ageofradio.com to see all of our amazing podcasts. We will be adding more soon. You can also join our amazing community of content consumers and content creators at our Addicted to Podcasting Facebook group. All our welcome. And lastly, if you do not listen to these or do not want to listen to them, how you're listening to them right now on a podcatcher, they are all available on YouTube except for the lo-fi episodes. And there's also other content that is going to YouTube as well. So make sure that you follow me on the Age of Jeremy YouTube. All right. Today is all about digitization. And that even goes to our amazing article is I try to find more marketing articles to make sure that we are um, providing as much value to you as possible, especially that you can take as a content creator or as a business owner and add it into your business. And this is from the Adobe blog. So if you go to blog.adobe.com, they have all kinds of great marketing uh, information that's available to anybody out there. You don't even have to have Adobe. It's just available out at blog.adobe.com. But as you may know, I love Adobe products. I own a lot of Adobe stock. And uh, so I hope that this encourages you to get involved with Adobe products as well, because it will essentially help my stock. (laughs) Um, So uh, this is, I don't know who wrote this blog. Uh, It just says Adobe team. Usually in these articles, they're like content marketing that provide you value, but then kind of talk to you about the, so like they present the problem and then there's a solution that, that they offer as a product. But I think that this is really important to kind of understand how we think about digitizing our documents, I guess. 
would be a good way to do it because um, this is how how digital organization impacts employees in the workplace. And this is especially true if you're a content creator and you have a few people that work for you. If you're a small business owner and you have a handful of people that work for you or 10 people or 15 people. And again, I'm you know trying to get better at this as I go. We've had to digitize a lot of stuff. We are nowhere near where I want to be in the digitization of Age of Radio and 32 Academy and Merlin and Q Financial and our Freedom Insurance Group and all these other things. So there's a lot of things that we have to do um, to get better. And I think that the one of those, most of this starts with digitizing the documentation. And this article talks a great deal about it. So gone are the days of file cabinets and physical documents. With the rapid digitization of business processes, it has become essential for companies to shift their focus towards organized digital systems. This shift allows for streamlined information storage and retrieval and provides employees with the tools and resources they need at their fingertips. So a lot of the times digitization can complicate things, but if you do it right and you do it efficiently, you have more efficiency for your team. And so some of the key findings that they found here is 40% of employees say their company's digital organization system is not easy or effective to navigate. That was very, very true when I worked in the bank. Um, I worked for Wells Fargo and I thought they had too many lines of business that had too much control over how that line of business organized their data and shit was just all over the place. 30% of Gen Z employees have considered leaving a job due to their company's poor digital organization. And if you're not familiar with Gen Z is Gen years are probably in their 18, 19, 20. They're just coming out of high school right now. They are the children. The, they are the adults of the Gen Xers. Um, so that's what a Gen Z is. Nearly three in four employees say poor people or poor digital organization interferes with their ability to work effectively. And I think that this is one of the more important ones because that's the reason why the idea is that if we can digitize things and we can automate things, that they should be easier for people to utilize and easy for people to access. And it should make our company more efficient and that efficient. And that tends to not always be the case. Over one in four employees say their company never conducts regular digital cleanups. That is something that I think is really starting to, that I'm starting to really see inside of our businesses and instead of my own family digital digitalization um, or digital documents, digitalization, digital documents and cleaning stuff up. So employees can't navigate their employees' digital organization system. So poor document hygiene, and this goes with four families as well, because families have lots of documents that they they have. Anytime we talk about organization, you can kind of take that a business is an organization, but a family is also an organization. And any of those concepts you can put over into a family. Um, and that's one of the things that I'm a very big advocate for. So anytime you hear me talk about organization, um, it is as far as like an organization then that is something that you can do. So these employees can't navigate their employer's digital organization system. You can put your family members can't navigate your family digital organization system. Okay, so I just want you to think about that. Poor document hygiene can come with an array of issues for businesses and employees and for families. We uncover the top issues faced when dealing with digital organization. So here's here are the top things that they people face with digital documentation. Difficulty finding specific documents quickly. That's the one that I always run into that pisses me off. Employees not following organizational protocol. That's the second one that pisses me off. Inconsistent naming conventions. That is another one that pisses me off. And unable to remember where documents exist. That doesn't really piss me off because that can be fixed if you follow the first three. Um, the other one that 36% say that managing... Wait, hold on. 
these are the main challenges. So 36% of the people that they asked managing permissions for different employees or teams, 34% duplicated documents, 26% items getting lost, 22% integrating documents across multiple platforms, and then confusing organizational protocol. Um, Gen Zers are the most likely to say that their company digital organization method isn't easy to navigate. I have my own opinions on that. It's probably just because of where they're at in the gener- gen- generation. I would imagine that because they grew up with the most gener- gen- organization or digitization, they should be able to at least provide how to make the digital organization better. So the top issues employees face with digital organization are difficulty finding documents, which we just said, employees not following organizational protocol and inconsistent naming conditions. 47% of employees say their company's digital organization method is ineffective and difficult to navigate. And this is just going through what I just said. And here's the consequence of it. So dealing with digital disorganization day in and day out can negatively affect an employee's work performance and sentiment toward their employer. Um, so that's one of the things is their, their overall sentiment towards the company can go down. And because when you're looking at organization and if you're working for someone, just think about a company that you work for, if they are disorganized, how do you feel about that person, that organization? It's someone that you may not want to work for because it is making it very difficult for you to do your job. So let's kind of get, let's kind of scroll down here. This is just all the shit that's going on. I want to find out. Here we go. Okay. So this is really important. So what to include in your business's standard operating procedure to improve digital organization. The first is you need a document management system. So this is for if family, this is for content creator, this is for any business document management system, implement a robust document management system or software to centralize and organize digital documents, manuals, policies, and other important files. So we utilize Teams or OneDrive, and we are working to make that more, uh, better and better. Microsoft has something called Power um, uh, Power Pages, I think it's called. Uh, Google calls it Sites, I think is what Google calls theirs. Um, that might be a little less expensive if you want to go that route, but it allows you to make kind of like SharePoint or work focused websites that allow you to organize the content and information that people have and then they can pull from it. And you can also utilize this inside of Teams, not the site itself, but like kind of the organization. So you have to have some type of document management system in place and it needs to follow certain types of protocol that you put in place and then everybody needs to be able to follow it. Adobe Creative Cloud empowers employees to work productively together with features that streamline reviews and approvals, ensure brand consistency and more. I don't know if that will work for every business that's listening to this or content creator. Well, actually, if you're a content creator and you have people on your content creation team, that that would really help with that, um, especially something like uh, Bridge, where you can all have your uh, your files in one place and then you can all access them. Um, clear folder structure, create a clear and logical folder structure within your document management system. Ensure that all documents are properly categorized, labeled, and easily accessible to authorized employees. And again, anytime you hear employee, you can switch that out for family member. Uh, version control, establish version control procedures to track changes and updates made um, to documents and other and um, uh, made to documents and other important files. This ensures that employees also always refer to the latest version. 
Make sure that you manage the access controls. This is one that we are redoing and revamping inside of 3C Warrior Academy. Implement access controls and permissions to restrict document access to authorized personnel only. This helps maintain security and prevent unauthorized changes. Employee training, which is super, super important. Train employees on how to use this digital organization tools effectively. That's one thing that I have a tendency to struggle with is I tend to think that everybody has the mindset that they can go and learn what it is that they need to learn. And I encourage people to do that, but it's kind of ignorant of me or not uh, respectful of me, I guess, to just assume because I say, hey, you should know how to do this, that people are going to know how to go about learning how to do that. And so that's something that I'm working on. And so employee training tends to be one of the more important avenues I'm trying to in, in, to better in all of my organizations, um, whether that is in Q Financial with teaching, you know, um, uh, teaching our bookkeepers certain things or getting them on par with other things, working with my assistant now that I have um, to do certain things. So I, I think employee training is really important because you can't expect, unless you specifically hire even if you hire people and you expect them to know certain things, they're not going to probably know everything that you want them to know. And so you have to spend time finding out what those things, specific things are and filling in the gaps with your employee. So employee training is super, super important. Um, so then this goes on to talk about Adobe Acrobat. So I think when we think about looking at organization for digital documentation, um, you have to really sit down and create a document management system. You have to have a clear folder structure. You have to have version control. You have to have access controls and you need to have employee training. And the last one that they mentioned is regular updates. Uh, it should be regularly reviewed and updated to reflect any changes in processes, technology or regulations. Um, and so even as you're beginning, the more you line out, it might sound bureaucratic, I guess, maybe, but the more that you line outline like your process and procedures and what you want to happen that it doesn't matter if you it's just you or someone else you should always have these things in place because it will allow you to scale and it'll allow you create consistency across all things uh, so you know make sure that you have a plan in place for digitizing your documents and keeping organized in a digital and in non in digital fashion or digitally and non-digitally I guess I should say and with that, Again, this is from blog.adobe.com, how digital organization impacts employees and the workplace. And you can find this uh, link to this blog post in the episode description. And we'll be right back. I had a conversation with my cousin tonight because we're trying to do some business uh, ventures together. Um, and I am moving into the latter half of the second phase of what I'm trying to accomplish. And um, I haven't really talked about those phases yet. Make sure that you listen to the lo-fi episodes. That's kind of where I ramble about certain stuff. But essentially, I try to make sure that I have a plan for every area of my life. Does it always go as planned? Of course not. Uh, but I I got derailed a little bit. Wasn't as efficient in the management of where that I was going with certain things uh, for a couple of reasons. One, there was way too much stuff happening. I don't know what the fuck I was not. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing in the context that I didn't know how to do what it was that I was doing. Um, but it was more along the lines of like I, I have a skill set I guess that people like and want, and I feel very grateful that I'm needed. But it they weren't always for the things that I wanted, and now I'm just trying to 
strengthen my throat chakra to have much better communication so that I can then go out there and say exactly what it is that I want and say no to a lot of the things that I'm not interested in and moving my life forward. Um, and, uh, I think the thing is, is that it's hard to be a person that someone needs when, you know, I always want to be respectful and mindful of the people of the people that need my help. Um, and hopefully I can, I can replicate myself for some people that need my help. But at the end of the day, unfortunately, I can't be there for everybody. And some people are going to have to take the time to learn the shit that they don't know. Cause that's what I had to do. Um, and it's just me now moving into that, into that second phase and hopefully into phase three. All right. So we'll talk about that at a lo-fi episode. Make sure that you like and subscribe to this bad boy. So uh, I was talking with my cousin about some of these businesses and I told him like the steps that he should be doing next, 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 next. And then at some point, making sure that we're digitizing those things. So one of the things that I like to do with my Q Digital business or ideas that I've had with Q Digital is starting. So Q Digital owns my assets and Phoenix Crypto assets, but it doesn't do any services of it of itself yet. Um, and but one of those services is being able to look at small businesses, medium-sized businesses, and figure out how to digitize their processes or turn them in, push them more in the digital age. Um, if you are sleeping on artificial intelligence, if you're sleeping on on, uh, software development, if you're sleeping on any type of engineering of things that you can create inside of your business to make them better, or new products and services that you can do to put into the world, then you need to figure out how to do those specific things or add them into your business because you can create customers, you can create much better customer service, you can create much better processes, and then that can make you a much more efficient company, and that efficiency can help you grow. And so, so when I was telling him some of the things that he should do, it just kind of jogged me when I came home. I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'll go ahead and record the, the podcast tonight. It's Sunday. Uh, I, I'm trying to get in a better rhythm of doing this specific main episode that comes out. Um, cause I have two interviews that are going to be coming out here soon and I don't want them to replace this main episode or the lo-fi episodes because I'm trying to get to 500 pieces of good content on this podcast as much as quick, not as quick as I can as in the right amount of time that would make sense to have really good episodes come out. And so I thought that it was important because a lot of people don't sit down and figure out how they can digital digitize their business. Um, so digitizing a business means essentially transforming the processes, products, and our services to leverage the power of digital technologies. So digitization can help a business improve efficiency, reduce costs, enhance customer experience, create new revenue streams, and gain competitive advantage. And that's one of the things that you should be thinking about, whether you're a content creator and or another type of entrepreneur or a small business owner or whatever the case is, even if you're an entrepreneur, what you can be doing for your business that you work for to digitize it and make it very strong digitally so that you can do those things like improve efficiency, reduce costs, enhance customer experience, create new revenue streams and gain a competitive advantage. So there's some steps to digitize the business a little bit. Um, so one of the things that you have to do first is you really have to assess what the current state of your business is and identify the areas that can benefit from digitization. So if I'm going to think about Age of Radio, the number one thing that Age of Radio can do to digitize itself is one, I need better notification from emails that come into our customer support. We need a better customer support infrastructure, and we need to be able to talk to customers faster and quicker outside of Facebook. And so if I can figure out how to do those things with digital technologies, 
then I can enhance our customer experience, right? And if we go back to it, it's to improve efficiency, reduce costs, enhance customer experience, create new revenue streams, and so forth. Um, and so you need to look, that, that's just one example, but you can look at it in all kinds of things, even the products and services you are making and providing for people. How can you digitize certain areas of that to make them better and which will increase revenue or create new revenue streams? The second thing that you need to do is you need to define goals and objectives of the digitization project and align them with the business strategy and vision. So again, going back to Age of Radio, the main the main goals that I have for the Age of Radio is to reduce time from talk talking to the talking to the podcast host, getting the information out to them faster, okay? Being able to onboard a show quicker and get their show page out faster so we can take on more people and then streamlining the way in which we talk to podcast hosts to be able to come on board as part of the network and then a process to get their marketing avenues out, whether it's through meta, their promo, um, their commercials, whatever the case is, right? And so though that's one goal of one part of Age of Radio, and then there are other goals of digitization within Age of Radio and say Q Financial. But so you need to define those goals, those objectives, get them in a deck, a PowerPoint, a storyboard, whatever the case is, some type of software, Figma, um, and have it laid out in front of you so you know what it is that you're trying to accomplish and you can come back to it to say, well, did I accomplish that? Um, which is, again, one of the things that frustrates me personally, right? Because this is about me sharing with you my pitfalls is not not going back and saying, we are doing this, this, and this. Did I meet these goals for some of these smaller businesses that I continuously try to get off the ground? The reason why I go back to Age Radio is because that's where my passion is. My passion is, my first passion in the world is, is always going to be music, theater, acting, film, things like that. That's what, I, if you ask me now, if I could go back and change anything, the biggest thing that I regret is that. I would rather have done that with my life than anything else that I'm doing, right? The closest thing that I get to doing what I feel that my purpose was, it was making this podcast because it has to do with sound and doing the YouTube videos because it has to do with a film, even though my YouTube videos, ugh, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Mainly is because of lights. Um, and so, uh, well, let me take that back. lights and content. Um, and so, so when you think about that, is that is that the reason why I talk about Age Radio the most is because that's where my passion is, right? And, so, and because I know that it can be what I want it to be if I can get the time and the energy to build it into what I want it to be. Um, and so then it goes back to the thing that I was saying before where I should have said no and where I should focus on what I want to be doing. Because again, the goal isn't to make a shit ton of money. The goal is to create something in the world that creates something in the world. And because of that, it creates something in the world that solves something or provides something to the world that wasn't there before. And through that, learn to make money with it so that you can do more and more things, right? So the more, the the to, to stray really quick, the best thing that you can do, the best advice that I can offer to anybody is find a way to make a living at the what you believe is the most contentfulness that you need to be in life, doing the thing that you love, with a little bit extra so that you can take that extra and create snowballs effects for other things that you want to do into the world. And hopefully I'll explain that more in another podcast episode or what have you. So that makes more sense, but don't get stuck. Don't get stuck trying to make money to just get the stuff that you want. Find a place where you're content then make money above and beyond that so that, that you can make money be above and beyond that. 
what happens and I experienced this myself when we kind of started getting money and I just bought shit that I thought that I wanted that I wanted because I didn't have it before. Well, I didn't have it before I didn't need it. Right. So I can take that money, make more things that make more money buy more assets that create more revenue. And then that can be the thing that catapults you to the next level. And you keep doing that throughout life and doing the things that you enjoy and the hobbies and writing, sharing, creating with the world. Okay. Third thing is choose the right digital. Um, these aren't, these aren't like listed as one, two, three, but the third note that I have here, choose the right digital tools and platforms that suit the business needs and the budget. And so that can be really hard when you're starting out and you're bootstrapping everything. But the thing is, is if you have a goal of that thing that you want to be a part of your business, then you need to save and create that as the thing to do as a part of your business. And if there's other things that you're spending on that don't help meet that thing or aren't really doing them because a lot of the times businesses end up wasting money on too much stuff. Like for instance, I have Adobe Captivate. It's fucking $30 a month. I never use it. I have a plan to use it. I know what I want to use it for, but it's not the main goal right now. I could cut it, get it later, save that money, put it towards something else that's better. Where when I think of Age of Radio, the number one thing that we need is a bot on our main website and the website needs an overhaul. Those, the, So the tools that need to go into that I don't need the tools for the website, but I need the tools for the bot so that we can answer questions better and then find and then get better at the emails that are going out to the podcast host to let them know what's going on so that they know how that they can communicate with us. Because if you want people to communicate better with you, you need to communicate better with them or your customers. And so you need to choose the right digital tools and platforms that suit the business needs and the budget. Then you need to implement the digital solutions and integrate them with existing systems and workflows. That's pretty, I mean, that kind of is ex, kind of explains itself as you create, if you get new digital solutions, you need to figure out how to implement them into, into the processes that you have and then train the people that need to use them. And then the other one, the, the next one, which is more is, is one that is the probably the most important, but probably isn't done enough, is you need to monitor and measure the outcome and impacts of the digitization project and make adjustments as needed. And this goes back, I'm going to use another Age of Radio example. Last week, I think, and this is the problem, I think I only spent about two hours working on um, the Age of Radio special project that I've been working on that I'm not going to say what it is right now. Um, but you could probably figure it out if you listen to all the other past episodes. And so I only spent two hours a week working on it last week. I, I, I spent that time doing other things, trying to reorganize how the age of Jeremy content was going out and to get on better rhythms with that. And so because of that, because I didn't monitor and measure it or at least track it, I can't even tell you exactly how many hours that I worked on it. And that's where the, 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 the failure is. And so when you're creating these digital solutions, so if I go and I get, you know, a bot or a chat bot on the age of radio website, then I need to have goals that it has to do. Right. And I need to go back and see if it meets those goals to make sure that it was worth it and that it is working so that we know that what we did with the digitization was valuable. And if we want to continue it. And so that's what you need to do as a content creator, as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner, whatever you want to call it, um, to make sure that you're moving in the right, you know, the right direction. And then train again, train and empower the employees uh, and customers to use digital solutions effectively and securely. 
So what are some of the, some really cool digital products that are out there today to, to end out this podcast that are for different areas? So let's talk about marketing. So marketing and sales is the number one thing that you should be focused on in your business to keep driving revenue. Nothing else should be more important than that at the beginning of a business or in my opinion, in any way of the business. And that was something that I lost mind of because I spent so much fucking time in finance and then I was brought on for finance for most of the businesses that I do that I did not put the sales and revenue things where I needed them to be. Um, and that's something that I have to give kudos to my cousin for is he is really good at creating revenue um, because he is a freaking grinder. Uh, he has grit. And I think that being able to generate income is the most important thing that you can do in a business because without income, you can't really have a business. And, but so marketing is that number one big thing. So digital marketing tools can help businesses reach and engage their target audience. It can help generate leads. It can increase conversations and measure performance. Um, so some popular digital marketing tools are Google ads, meta ads, MailChimp, HubSpot, Hootsuite, and Canva. I have, and I use all of those. My favorite ones probably are a mixture of any type of ad software. So like Google ads, I love Facebook ads, um, meta ads, which is Instagram ads. I really like TikTok ads. I like, um, I like I'm using Facebook ads right now for age of Jeremy stuff. Like this will get recorded. This will get launched on Tuesday. Once that's out, I'll take a clip of it. I'll go and put that on meta and that will run at a continuous campaign, dripping a certain amount of dollars into it. And then I'll ramp it up during certain things that I want to accomplish. And so, uh, and then any type of email software. So MailChimp is a really good one. I use that for Age of Radio. We use a company called Entreport for 3T Warrior Academy and Blockheads. Um, and so there, so MailChimp is like an email marketing campaign that's owned by Intuit now. And so they've recently added SMS. But so the two thing pieces of information that you always want to try to get from anybody is SMS, their text, their, their phone number and their email. If you can get those pieces of information, you can make anything happen. Um, and so I, I think that no matter what you're doing, whatever you're trying to accomplish, get those two pieces of information and you can really nurture your leads. Uh, HubSpot is another product that I use for all of our businesses. Um, and that is a customer relationship management tool uh, that uh, and it has marketing stuff and sales stuff. Like if I use the chat bot, um, I would probably use HubSpot for our chat for Age of Radio. For Blockheads, we use a company called Intercom, which is fantastic. I just like HubSpot a lot and I'm a big advocate for them as well. Um, Hootsuite's a great product. Canva is a great product. And of course, marketing and branding and digital stuff or digital creativity, um, Adobe Illustrator, Adobe Photoshop, Adobe anything. Um, I'm a huge Adobe fan, so buy Adobe. Um, and so communication. Uh, communication tools can help businesses uh, communicate internally and externally with their customers. Um, so you need to have good internal communications with your team and Slack, Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Gmail, and Skype. They all do those. I don't know why Skype is on this list. I don't even think Skype exists anymore. Um, I scrubbed, I scraped this using an AI thing for some of these ideas. Um, and I did not read them before I read them to you right now. And so Microsoft Teams is by far my favorite internal communication tool. Um, I love it. And I think that all of you should have Teams. For Q Financial, we actually do use Google Workspace also along with Microsoft Teams. For Google Workspace, I use their phone, soft uh, Google Voice. Um, I do like Google Sites a lot. 
Um, but that's not more, that's, I guess that's kind of a communication thing for a team. Um, Google Sites and Power Pages and SharePoint are great ways to create, uh, I guess, intranets or internet pages that are focused for your team to get information. And so I use that for Age of Radio to have like, uh, uh, I guess, maybe uh, links to logins, videos for the team to learn how to do certain things with. So if they need to go back and reference them, they're all on that SharePoint site. They can just go, they're embedded in there, they can play it and they can watch it and learn how to do the thing. And so when you're digitizing stuff, that's the type of digitization that I'm talking about. Um, and those communications for the team are very, very, very important. And in my opinion, nothing works better than Microsoft Teams for that. Collaboration tools. Collaboration tools can help businesses work together on projects, tasks, and documents. Collaboration tools can enable file sharing, document editing, feedback, project management, and more. Um, it's funny, some of the ones that are mentioned here are Google Workspace, or Google Workspace, Dropbox, Asana, Trello, and Notion. I use all of those except for Trello. And I have uh, someone, I think someone uses Trello for one that for one of their sales things. Um, Asana is like Microsoft Project. The great thing about Microsoft is they are combining Microsoft to-do, planner, and project into one thing. And I hope that it has some of the Asana features. Asana by far defeats that those Microsoft products. The reason why those Microsoft products, in my opinion, are beneficial is because of the fact that when I put a to-do, if I tag my name in planner, I can have a power automate set up where it then tags it into my a different spot in my to-do. But if I put it in my planner, it shows up into my to-do anyway. But I can use power automated to put it into different places. Um, and we'll talk about that in a minute if because when we get to productivity, I think. Um, and so Notion we use for Merlin, it's essentially like OneNote, um, but a OneNote on crack. Um I like using OneNote because, again, it's Microsoft, but I don't have any problem with Notion. I think it's work works great. Um, file sharing Dropbox by far was my favorite. I dropped it because it was too expensive, and we use OneDrive. Dropbox, in my opinion, is the best for file sharing. There is less mishaps of when people are sharing within the same file. There's less syncing problems with Dropbox. Um, and the other problem with Google, which I don't have it linked to my file explorer, um, I'm just not a big fan of Google's office stuff. I, there are some things that I really like that Google does. I like Google Meets works really good, which I kind of kind of like their workspace. I like their Google Sites. I like how their 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 sheets anyways and their other documents. I don't like them in totality, but I like how easy they are to use with the web and how easy it is to use them with other stuff. Um, so if you can find some things to collaborate with people and do file sharing, um, I would personally recommend Dropbox, but it can get a little pricey in my opinion. And if you have Microsoft Teams, you're already getting OneDrive. Um, uh, yeah, if you have Microsoft 365, I think it's $14 a month. It comes with Teams. It also comes with one terabyte um, for each user, I believe, for uh, OneDrive. Um, so you can kind of get it all with Microsoft. But so far, the best file sharing system that I personally use has been Dropbox. Um, and I've used those three big ones. Um, and I also use Adobe Creative Cloud, which I don't have a problem with. I just think of it more for Creative Cloud, I don't know, files. Okay, so the other thing that you need to digitize is productivity. So productivity tools, again, can help businesses optimize their time, energy, and resources. Productivity tools can assist in scheduling, planning, and goal setting, tracking, and more. Some of the popular ones have been Google Calendar, which obviously Outlook is way better than Google Calendar, but to each their own. 
Todoist. I don't use Evernote. I don't use Rescue Time. I don't use and I don't use a Pomodoro Timo timer, but I can create. If you have Windows, you have a timer system that is a Pomodoro timer inside of Windows. I think that you can get it through notifications, but I'm not 100% sure, but it works really, really well. Um, and so the other, I, we use Calendly. I'm in love with Calendly. I tried to use Microsoft Bookings. I couldn't get it to work the way that I wanted to. I was not super impressed with it. I feel like some Microsoft product, here's the problem. Calendly is designed for Calendly. So they spend all of their energy trying to make sharing calendars, getting people to be on other people's calendars better. Microsoft, I don't feel like they're all of their heart and energy is going into bookings because they have so much other stuff going on. And it was not how I wanted it to be, in my opinion. And I pay for Calendly. Calendly, I love. So you tell me if there's something else you want, hit me up on Instagram or on Snapchat or wherever on TikTok. Let me know what other calendar calendar filing or calendar system you use um, as far as like allowing customers to book time with you. I have fell in love with Calendly over the last couple of months. Uh, and so I recommend that. I recommend Outlook over anything else. Outlook is by far one of the best Microsoft products. It's one of the best efficiency products. You can do so much, so much with it. It ties into all of the other Microsoft stuff. I love it. New Outlook has some things that they need to fix on it, but for the most part, it's pretty solid. Uh, so I would recommend trying definitely over Google Calendar, try Google Outlook, or I'm sorry, try Microsoft Outlook. Um, analytics tools. So this is something that's going to take you down more rabbit holes, but at some point, you need to look at analytics, and there are lots of great analytics tools that are out there. Uh, they help businesses collect, analyze, and visualize data to gain insights and make informed decisions, such as provide reports, dashboards, charts, and graphs on various metrics and indicators so you can find the most important things, track the data that goes into them, and visually express it in some capacity. Um, Google Analytics. I don't have a problem with Google Analytics. I like Google Analytics. It should be connected in some capacity to your website to pull the different types of analytics. Um, I use Microsoft Power BI. I've used Tableau. Either one of those would work. There's Google Data Studio that works really, really well. Either one, any of them, you're going to have to put some energy and effort into to get it to be the way that you want it to be. It's going to be probably a little bit of an undertaking. Um, and then you have to, depending on how you do it, you probably have a lot of like, you probably have to update that information. And so as long as you can get into a process, a system of updating the information and the stuff that's connected to the power buyer, or the Tableau or the analytics, then you will get really good information. But I would recommend something along those lines and definitely using Google analytics. If you have a website, um, if you like Google products, definitely use Google data studio. It actually is one of a product that I really like by Google along with analytics. Um, the other things that you can do is something like Hotjar or lucky is it Lucky Orange? Lucky Orange or Microsoft Clarity that allows you to see where people are at on your website and get data in that way. Um, especially because if you're selling a product or people are looking at something and they're staring at something, um, you can gather information on what's happening within your website so that you can make those areas better. Maybe reach out to customers and do customer information to find out what you can be doing better based off of why they were looking at that. Um, seeing what customers are doing on your website is really, really important. And there are lots of great tools out there now that do just that. Um, next thing is security. 
Security tools can help businesses protect their data. That makes sense. Devices and network from cyber attacks and threats. I don't deal with this a lot in my businesses. Other people in our businesses deal with this. Um, but I've used Norton in the past. I think we're using we're using a thing called Bitwarden to share passwords. Um, there's ExpressVPN, LastPass, Mailwarebytes. You should have something to do with security and digitizing those processes. So if you can focus on setting goals for marketing digitization, communication digitization, collaboration digitization, productivity digitization, and analytics digitization, and security digitization, you will be in a really good place for the future. The other thing that I think that you need to digitalize is automate processes. I We use Zapier. I love Zapier. I love Microsoft products, so I love Power Automate. Power Automate is, is very robust and beastful. Um, but it can be a little bit more difficult to use than Zapier. The good thing is you have more, I think, programming capability if you decide to go that route with Power Automate. Um, so keep in mind. And then the other thing that I think that you need to digitize is do not let, do not sleep on artificial intelligence. They have changed virtual agents to um, Copilot Studio, which allows you in Microsoft. I don't know what the fee is. I'm on a trial. I don't think the fee is the same as it was was with Power Virtual Agents, but I'm super excited for artificial intelligence and you should be doing and I should be doing everything that we can to learn, grow, be better with artificial intelligence and uh, Copilot Studio by Microsoft allows you to create your own, what they used to call virtual agents, what are now called co-pilots for you to use utilizing artificial intelligence. And I don't think if you're a content creator, if you're a business owner, a small entrepreneur, you need to have artificial intelligence in some capacity inside of your business. It's not just a buzzword. It's not going to go away. And with that, as I always say, remember, be thankful, grateful, and kind, and I will talk with you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Age of Jeremy. Please like this podcast, review this podcast, share this podcast with a friend or this episode with a friend. That would be fantastic. I use Neumann microphones. I use the Zoom L8. I record to Cubase and I use Waves plugins. The opening song was Brave Faces Everyone by Spanish Love Songs. The closing song was Threatening Each Other, Recapitalism by the Illuminati Hotties. And one last time, Namo Amida Butsu. Remember, be thankful, grateful, and kind.